Happy holidays, and welcome to the iFanboy Pick of the Week podcast. Every week at iFanboy.com, we read this week's uh, comic releases and pick the best one of the lot. Uh, we write a review on the site and discuss it here on this podcast. Uh, I'm Ron, and as usual, I'm with uh, the iFanboy uh, writers, uh, Connor, who survived the transit strike in New York. Hello! I've got hurting jo- legs. <laughs> <laughs> and Josh, who has been surviving the holiday traffic in L.A. Howdy. <laughs> I, was in, I was actually stuck in traffic just now when you said that, so it took me a minute to catch up with you. <laughs> so this week um, is special not only because it is the week before Christmas and Hanukkah and all the lovely holidays. Same treats. day this year. Yes, but it is also a special week because Josh actually made it to the comic book store on Wednesday. This would be the first. This would be. I think this is maybe only the second or third time since we've done this, and this is our eighth episode. Yes. Yes. Nice. Nice. Look at that. That's yeah. consistency. That's stick to itiveness. It is, it is. And, and while most podcasts are taking this week off and, and coming to at you next week, we're here working. So I'm, here, days I'm here to first. tell anybody who listens to Twit regularly who's taking the week off, listen to us instead. Yeah, exactly. I'll mention my iPod. <laughs> <laughs> so Josh went to the store on Wednesday. It is his pick this week, so what would you find? All right, I bought a lot of books. In fact, I actually went back to a different store. And you went to two stores? I, I did. I went to what may be ostensibly my new store. I don't know. We're kind of. It's like. It feels a little like I just broke up with somebody and like. You I found a newer, other, hotter store? Yeah, like <laughs> I found this like new cool chick and I'm like, oh, hey. And they're like, oh, yeah, we have a discount program. I was like, really? <laughs> and you're only up the road from. It's, it's really. It's like that early dating stage. It's, it's way early, though. Like it's, I'm hoping it, to run into her again somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, it's 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 joyous. But I went back because I noticed there were some books that I I meant to pick up and I didn't. Um, all right, let's see. I bought. Uh, I went back to pick up uh, the new Iron Man Inevitable book uh, by Joe Casey. Uh, oh, Joe. Joe. Well, I I thought I'd give him a shot with this. All I don't right. know why. Like I I was reading it. It's one of the I was reading like a review, and it's one of those we're taking Iron Man back to his roots. And I was like, oh, I'm sick of hearing that, but. <laughs> By taking him back to their roots, do they mean that he's making him a drunk again? Or? No, he's actually like uh. trying to stay off the liquor right here, but it's about his rogues gallery. It feels a little like when Jeff uh. Johns took over Flash. Oh, uh, really? kind of what it feels like. Yeah, it's, he's got like a bunch of villains who are going to come after him now. And well, it's, so was, was this your pick, though? No. See, the reason oh, okay. Ron has to ask is because we don't know. Yeah, because it hasn't I, been published yeah. yet. <laughs> it, it's written. It's just not there. It, it will be live by the time you hear this podcast. Totally. So, um, so, and I also went so, back to pick up Testament Number One, which is a new book from uh, Vertigo. Uh, anyways, the point of this is that there was a lot of really good books this week, and I actually had a hard time picking. Uh, I went with uh, Hellblazer, which is now called John Constantine Hellblazer, but I'm going to call it Hellblazer because uh, of the hit movie, right? Hit movie, which actually was not bad at all, even though it had everything going against it. I saw half it's of right. it on an airplane. It was all right. Hey, oh, yeah, I mean, it's, it's good. A- it gets it gets the attitude right. It doesn't have the character right. I mean. Yeah, it was a re- it's a renter though. It's totally a rental. I saw yeah, it yeah, in the yeah. theater. Yeah. I I, re- I actually yeah. really enjoyed it, and I and I'm a big. F- I've been reading the book. Part of the reason I bought this is, uh, I mean, that I picked this is because uh, it's the last issue uh, for Mike Carey, and oh, really? uh, I'm a, I'm a huge Mike Carey, and I and once again, uh, <laughs> I had, I had no idea. I got to the end of it, and it's like next issue starting. The, let's see, the, the next issue award winning novelist Denise Mina, and I'm like, wait, what? Because <laughs> Mike Carey's been writing this for like over three, three and a half years or something like that, and it's been great. Um, and, and apparently they announced this in March <laughs> that, that he was going to be leaving. But uh, sad. It's a sad day in the iFamily. Two thousand five was just a wash for you, basically. It was not. Was not the year of Josh. It was not. Well, 
Yeah, no. It For other reasons, yeah, but not true. in comics. Yeah. Um, but I just I just don't pay attention to comic news anymore because there was so much. If I can borrow a phrase from the from the off maligned Warren Ellis, too much uh, noise to signal. I just couldn't sort out. Like I go to Newsarama. You, you know, Warren Ellis actually didn't coin that phrase. He just applied it to comics. I know that. Okay, all right. But I don't like him, so <laughs> I give. Wait, yeah. that's giving credit. I know he didn't. Who is no, it? I agree with you because it got to one point where every day it was about exclusive contracts. Yeah. And it just got boring. I, I just stopped yeah. reading the news. I couldn't suss out what I liked and what I didn't because they're just doing. I mean, granted, Newsarama does a ton of content, and I think that they should get a lot of credit for covering the board all the way across. Like they do yep. all sorts of comics and they talk to all sorts of kinds of people, but it got to the point where I just couldn't follow it because I had too much other stuff going on, I guess. Anyway, um, so this was uh, his last issue, so it was kind of like a capper issue. Um, and I know that you guys neither Don't you read, read this, it. Uh, nope. so I'll make it brief. Um, <laughs> but basically, I started reading Hellblazer about over five years ago. Uh, Brian Azzarello had just started writing it, and I didn't even know who he was back then, which is how long ago it was. And I didn't really know what Constantine was. Uh, he's basically a, a magician who's got like sort of a foot in the demon world and the other worlds and supernatural. What made stuff. you start to buy it? Uh, the first arc, the first arc I read was actually John in prison, and I just thought it looked kind of like Oz. And I thought, well, I've read that when I got that trade. It's a good. It was a good way to start. It was and then good. after that, I mean, Azarello he does tone really, really well, and the art, the artist on that was Marcelo Frusen, mm-hmm. who does. Uh, he does him. The two of them are actually doing Loveless right now. Uh, I don't know if anybody's reading that's a Vertigo. Western. I. I was going to look for it at the store Wednesday, but I completely forgot the name of the book, so I didn't. I bought the first two issues. It's pretty good, but again, it's it's good. Like They're good moments. Mm-hmm. There's really good moments in it, but overall, I have no idea what's going on. But right. I really love Frusen's art, um, probably more than I like Azzarello's writing. But that first prison storyline was really good, and after that, it kind of, I don't know what was happening, and it got really gross and weird and strange sometimes, but at least it was trying. Then Mike Carey took over it after he was sort of probably just about a year, not quite a year into Lucifer. And Carrie's British, and so he kind of has the voice of uh, Constantine down a little better. Um, he has him sort of sounding, I think, like a like a West End sort of. Because Constantine's British. British. Yeah, Constantine is is British. He's not Keanu Reeves by any stretch of the imagination, but he had the voice down really well. And uh, it was it's been I mean it's been a really great three and a half years. I don't seem to pick it as pick of the week very much because I don't. It it almost doesn't stand out. Uh, it's it's incredibly consistent. And sometimes the storylines are better than others, but over the last year or so, it's been exemplary. It's been really good, and I just don't think it's come up on the weeks that I had pick of the week. So this last issue is, in the last one, he got an invitation to go to this sort of gathering of of British magician people, and he told the guy to fuck off, you know, and I'm not going to this, and somebody convinced him he had to go. So at the beginning of this, basically his whole life's falling apart, his sister's dead, all sorts of stuff's happened, He, he... some demons sort of raped him and had his demon children, and they tried Yikes. to kill him and everyone he loved. Um, it's dark. I mean, that, that's sort of the point, but the, and the art completely complements that. Um, but he goes to this party, and on the way, he's sort of musing about the emptiness of his life and everything, and he steps out into the freeway, and he watches a big truck come at him. And, he's, and he just sort of stands there, waits to see if it runs him over. When it stops in time and doesn't kill him, he's like, all right, I won't do it now. I'll leave it. It's fine. Um... So he goes to this party and he basically tells all these magicians that they're they're fucking around with stuff they shouldn't be and they all know it and they're being greedy and nobody in any of the uh, in the nobody in any of the other supernatural worlds appreciates it and they're all going to pay for it eventually and you know basically just tells them all off and if you look at the cover of this issue it's basically him sort of giving the backhanded two finger salute which is just you know it's it, the Tim Bradstreet cover it's it's perfectly indicative of what this is, should be uh, were they were they like uh, you know 
super magicians, or are they? I mean, uh, they're just was like they're mostly London sort of. It wasn't know, like magicians. card trick magicians. It was like no, 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 like sorcerers. Magicians. Sorry, oh, sorcerers. Right. I'm reading a book. Was Zatanna there? No, she was not. Okay, um, but it was like sort of an international society of them, which he thinks is all bullshit anyway. But uh, he just sort of tells them that they're all in it for the wrong reasons, and they're they're wrecking themselves, and he knows because he's wrecked himself. And a uh, big thing happens at the end, and it's just like it's a really good sign off that like this guy's it, it just it this guy's attitude is so interesting in comics. There's nobody like him. There's no characters like this character. He's an incredibly good character, and he just sort of knows he's doomed, and he keeps doing stuff, and no one likes him, and. He knows it, and there's nothing he can do about it. But he still says fuck off to everybody anyway. I don't know. It's 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 just if you, I I can recommend it. You can pick up almost any trade, and and get something out of them. There's some really good ones out there. All of the sort of really good uh, writers of the last ten years, not all of them, but a lot of them have really cut their teeth on working on on Hellblazer. Warren Ellis did a good Hellblazer run. Garth Ennis before Preacher did his Hellblazer run. Did Alan Mike Moore Carey, write it? Huh? Alan, well, Alan Moore, Moore created running? him in 1985. Right. He popped up in Swamp Thing. That's where he comes from. I don't. Well, the know best, Alan... the best constant thing, thing, Constantine thing I've ever read was the um, unpublished or unpurchased Twilight, Twilight of the Gods proposal from Alan Moore. Mm. Have you guys read that? I never get. Yeah. I didn't get through it. I tried. Several it was really times. good. It was just his proposal for a, you know, a Crisis on Infinite Earth style miniseries for DC, and it's Alan Moore. So the proposal's super, super detailed. And it's almost like reading the story, as it is, and it's the main character is Constantine, but it you know features all of the superheroes. Uh, and if you Google up Twilight of the Gods and Alan Moore, you should get it, get it quite easily. But it's really, it's really. It's like read. reading a novel. Oh, it's yeah, it's good. It's dense. Yeah, um, that's the best because that's that really. I thought even that well, proposal yeah. captured the, the character really well. I thought Constantine also shows up. He shows up a few times during that Swamp Thing run. I have all those Alan Moore Swamp Thing trades. Uh, he shows up a few times in there. They have like a weird relationship, him and Swamp Thing. Um, and he shows up, he's in the first, uh, Sandman book too. Uh, he's sort of the quintessential sort of British character that people, like the Brits tend to use a lot cause he's, he, oh, he's fantastic. He's, I, it, like I said, you can pick up any of those trades. I have the, uh, the one trade I have, it's a Garth Ennis book. It's not Garth Ennis. Uh, he gets lung cancer because he smokes all the time and then he has to like have a, he like tricks the devil and all that. I mean, that's kind of what he does. He tricks the devil. That's why all the gods hate him and the devil hates him and blah blah blah. And you know, Lucifer's a spin-off of that. And Lucifer—that's one of the other books this week was Mike Carey's Lucifer, which is just about wrapping up. And it, it was also incredible. Like it was another really good book. Basically, they replaced God, the same God that the preacher uh, was hunting, mm-hmm. uh, has said, "I'm not in this anymore," and he, he appointed a new God. And it was this girl that that Lucifer had been sort of tutoring, tutoring uh, for like the whole series. Um, so the I new mean, god is a devil. No, no, because the thing is, he doesn't write Lucifer like the devil. Mm-hmm. He's not evil. He just has different values. He well, yeah, he <laughs> no, he has a different agenda than than God. He finds he finds the idea of the of heaven and the silver city and God to be kind of sanctimonious, and he kind of treats it like it's bullshit. It's it's incredibly complex. I mean, it's been going on for seventy issues now, and it's actually sixty nine. Uh, it's it's hard to put into a couple of words because it's incredibly rich and deep. But it's been Lucifer has also been one of my one of my favorite. Con- They're both ending. Uh, Carrie's run on Hellblazer and Carrie's run on Lucifer, and I'm I'm upset about that. Um, let's see. Also, there's Runaways this week that was very that was pretty pretty entertaining. Uh, this book Testament 
is by a uh, it's a, a Vertigo number one. It's by a Douglas Rushkoff, I guess, who's a novelist. And I saw a boastful ad um, with a Grant Morrison quote saying, it's, like, "Make the, no mistake, the greatest story ever told continues right here." Yeah, that was it. Um, <laughs> well, no, it's it's got a tie into the Bible, but it's about right. That's why I laugh. Society. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> oh, that's why you laugh. He hates the Bible. No, I do. I did Ultimate Iron Man, which is sort of tanking in, my, in front of my eyes. Ultimate Iron Man, you still else? buy that? Um, why did yeah. you buy that? I bought. The- it's been actually. It's been decent, despite Orson Scott Card being who he, he is. He can't write comics. Uh, I think that he's got. Well, no, I think he's got. I love his novels. I've read all of. Them. Well, not all of them. I've I thought that was pretty apparent novels. after the second issue. Yeah, but I stuck with it. I mean, they weren't so bad. Like the second one was the worst. Um, okay, well, that's why I dropped it. it never yeah, it's so. I mean, I, it's just it's just it's going really slowly. Yeah, but the thing is, he like, seems yeah. to have a hard time with the the format, and it's very confusing at times. And I think his scripts yeah. are not detailed enough, and he's, I think he's just trying to wrestle with the medium. Now I've, I've read stuff about Orson Scott Card, which makes me not like him at all, <laughs> at all. But uh, <laughs> and and but at the same time, I mean, the guy, the man's given me more pleasure reading Ender books than than almost any author at least consistently over the course of a lot of books. So I'm trying to separate the man from the work uh, again. <laughs> again, yeah. again, Ben Seaver helps our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, come on. Someone's going to clear it up. You guys are the clear up guys. I say the thing and you go, just so you know what he's talking about. <laughs> well, I figured we could let that one go. And if you know, you know. Yeah, you know. If, All right, if you know, write in and we'll send you an email. <laughs> it's not, maybe a picture. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah, so, I mean, but it was, it was a great week. I still have stuff from a couple of weeks ago to read. I finally caught up on that Gotham Central. and I, Which? I, I Oh, God. By being, uh... It, was, was being... it, de- it deserved pick of the week status. Yes. And I had completely forgot what Connor said about something happening near the end. And, uh, I got there, and I was in bed. I was, like, sort of laying in bed, and... Alright, now it's getting dirty. I went... <laughs> I had pants on. And, uh... What about just, a shirt? I saw... I mean, uh, <gasps> Because I was trying not to wake Lindsay up, but I was like, oh, jeez. <laughs> one of those. It's like you turn the page and you're like, oh, and you go back. You go, did that really happen? Oh, my God, it really did happen. It, oh, it was, it was good. Yeah, I don't it want funny. it to happen. I don't want to happen what happened, but No, it but it did. was still good. It was. It was, needs to happen. I didn't see it coming at all. Either. So, I mean, a great week of comic books. I'm, I'm, I'm very happy right now. Isn't it good I'm when getting... you have one of those weeks? Oh, it's so good. Where I had, like, choices. I mean, normally it just I'm stuck in this mire of mediocrity. Right. And I just—I really had to think about it. What I wanted to choose, I could have chosen almost any of them. <laughs> I feel like uh, you either was... get a week where there's too many books to choose, or there's nothing to choose. Well, my, well, yeah. Well, my week is that either, either there's nothing. I get—I have three types of week. Either there's nothing, there's a lot of really good books, or there's a lot of really bad books. So. I think isn't that the same as nothing? Yeah. Yeah, oh, possibly. <laughs> depends. Depends on your perspective. But, like even the Joe Casey book was good, and I think it's because I, um, I it, it felt a little like the Wildcats book. Which I loved to death. I thought that those those were great books. Um, I mean, any is of these it corporate boardroom stuff? A little. Not. I mean, that's what you'd expect from a Tony Stark book. He's it's touches on it, but it's going to be more about his rogues gallery. It's about like a bunch of rogues getting together to take him down. I think. So I would have never predicted in your life that you would have bought two Iron Man books in one week. And I. That's don't, a very good point. I, I used to love point. Iron Man when I was younger. Does anybody remember the one? This is from when I was probably 11 or 12 where he had the girlfriend who went crazy and shot him. And that was one of no. those last pages where you're like, oh, nothing. I was the only <laughs> one reading this. Basically what it is is he, he was dating this girl who was like some blonde chick who was whatever and he broke up with her because he realized he was no, she was no good for him. And 
he comes home like he broke up about three, four issues later. He comes home after like a date at the end, and and you hear see hear like a voice in the darkness, and she goes Tony, and like you see her, and you flip the page, and like he's like slumped on the ground, having been shot through the spine, Ooh. and there's like the blood trail down the wall. And I was like twelve when I read. Oh, that. I do remember. Oh, that, that was so that. good. That that that's actually that's up there with the with the beginning of the Kyle Rayner Green Lantern run when the when his girlfriend got stuffed into the yep, fridge. Yep, and and then he was remember- paralyzed for a long time after that, and he could only yep. use the suit. To make it like yep. the suit could make him walk, and so he became addicted to the suit. You see, the thing That's is with, 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 I- with Iron Man, th- yeah, with Iron Man, the dependency on the suit because that was the origin of it because he was, he he the was suit trapped, in, trapped in Southeast Asia and he had the heart problem and he had to build the suit and he needed the suit to live. And remember, he used to put this, he used to put his business suit on over the chest piece. Yep. <laughs> which I which you know would you know would look idiotic, but still it was I always found that interesting, and I I think when the suit is involved, that's when it's really good, you know, like so. Well, we're not here with this yet because basically where we are with Iron Man right now is that, and I haven't read Iron Man in a long time. I don't know what stage they're at. Seems to me like he's off the sauce and he's trying to stay off the sauce, and he's like going to parties. He's like you're not gonna have a drink. He's like no, wait, no thank you. Uh, wait on that note, real quickly, um, on decimation. Issue number two, mm-hmm. which was awful, and I don't want to talk about it. That's how bad it was. <laughs> but there was the, the 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 protagonist girl, the reporter. She's an alcoholic, and her boss is yelling at her to go to an AA meeting. And so she finally does go to an AA meeting, and she and she says, you know, he said I just had to go. I didn't have to stay. So she gets up and leaves. And as she's leaving in the background, there's a guy saying, "Hi, my name is Tony S, and I'm an alcoholic." And everyone goes, "Hi, Tony S," and then it moves on, which I thought was kind of funny. So in that that continuity Marvel world. Okay. So sorry, and the on. point is that he's apparently Tony has sworn off being Iron Man. Like he's not going to be Iron Man anymore, and 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 did they alert the uh, New Avengers? No, yeah, <laughs> well, no, but everybody thinks he's lying. Like he talks about Iron Man in the third person, and people are like, <laughs> people are like, you don't need to do that. And he's like, I'm not Iron Man, but I don't know who is Iron Man. That's the thing. Like Iron Man showed up, and but I didn't really see him as Tony. So maybe he's lying, and maybe he's not. I don't really know. Which is kind of fun because I don't know anything about what's going on. I I get the same mystery, I guess. I had a big week as well. Um, I actually had one of the most stressful comic buying days of my life. Why? Um, well, because I had a very busy day on Wednesday, and it involved me. And and for those of you who don't know, there was a transit strike in New York, and um, I was in Queens at three o'clock, and I decided to go buy my books at Midtown Comics on Forty Fifth and Lexington. What's Queens, and it, precious? And it took me. Um, it took me. About an hour and a half to get from 96th Street uh, and 2nd Avenue to 45th Street in Lexington, which if you're f- from New York or have been to New York, you know that's really not that far of a distance. Um, and it actually involved a moment in the car where my wife turned to me and says, do you really need to get your books today? <laughs> and I just looked at her and said, I'm not even going to answer that question. So I, I did get to Midtown, and, I, and I, bought, I did buy a lot of books, none of which I, I don't think Josh and I had any books in common. But on an interesting side note, I did buy Infinite Crisis, number three, which is very um, good, I thought. Which was which I thought was really good, but on a side note, um, so I'm having this awful day, and and after I pick up my comics, I drove over to the West Side to pick up some friends, and I had to drive them back up to, to Spanish Harlem. So I'm driving up Eighth um, Avenue, and I'm about to make a right on Central Park South, and I you know stop abruptly at a at a red light, and as people start crossing the street, and I'm kind of mad as hell, and I got people in the car, and I kind of stop, and I look in front of me, and there's Phil Jimenez crossing the street. <laughs> I go, hey, it's Phil Jimenez, <laughs> and everyone in the car who don't don't read comics, they're like, who's Phil Jimenez? I'm like, oh, he, he drew Infinite Crisis. Ron thinks he's friends with Phil Jimenez. No, we just we've had very good conversations at cons and stuff. Yes, in my head we're friends, but he's he's a very he's a very polite, nice guy. And if you ever see him at a convention, go talk to him because he'll talk to you. And he's a very, he's a he's a good creator. He did, he, but, he did incredible. He did some good good sketches. 
He did a great. He did. I, some of my best sketches are by him. Yeah. So my favorite sketches. Um, but anyway, so um, and I was really impressed by his work on Infinite Crisis. And even though I still don't really like, I've got like eighty five percent understanding of what actually is going on. Mm-hmm. Um, I did enjoy it. I it was very good. I, thought. I was impressed. By yeah, it. I thought it was really really good. Um, and, and it's turning the, out I, I was I'm I'm right. The Earth Two people are the villains of the story. Yeah, yeah, you 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 called it. We'll see how that goes. Did either of you guys get the the Hulk, the Hulk Wolverine Ultimate, whatever? I did pick that up. I did. Oh, I did. Was it as it. crappy as I suspect? No, actually, it was pretty decent. Really? It was pretty. It was it was pretty good. I haven't mean, they gone to that well too often? Well, it, the thing is, they never. They ne- Wolverine and Hulk have never met in the Ultimate Universe. Oh, That's well, the whole point. Dear and God, so, hurry. And so, I mean, in a nutshell, and, and you know, spoiler warning: if you don't like it, skip ahead two minutes. Um, in the podcast, <laughs> um, basically, they in the Ultimates they they quote unquote executed the Hulk for killing 800 people in New York, um, but he actually didn't get executed; he got away. And so now Nick Fury has become aware of the fact that he um, that he he's out there, and so but he can't have Shield do it. Um, Shield go after him, or not the Ultimates go after him. So he calls calls in a favor of Wolverine and says, "I need you to go find him and kill him." Um, and so Wolverine accepts for some odd reason, and um, he likes killing. Development. He likes killing, and it's and, it, and like there, there's actually there's actually two great moments in the book where in the very beginning um, it starts off, which which was and this was not a surprise. This was teased in the ads, and if you saw it, but it starts off um, right after the Hulk and Wolverine fight, and the Hulk actually ripped Wolverine in half. And so it starts off with Wolverine lying there in his upper torso, and he's wondering why he can't feel his legs. Who wrote it? And then he, uh, Damon Lindelof, the one of the, the creators of Lost. Guy. Yeah. Really? Um, so it starts off with him realizing he has no legs, but he can smell them uh, four miles away, and so he's got. He, so Wolverine's climbing to go get his legs back, um, which is kind of funny. But then the funny part at the end. Now wait, was, would he grow new legs, or would he reconnect when he got? There? My guess is that he'd probably reconnect or whatever. Um, I, I, he, they didn't actually show it. He didn't actually get to his legs in this issue. But it is funny because he does he does make the one comment that um, where, where he says um, "unbreakable." There goes that, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of funny. Which is you know, That's but funny. um, but then they flash back to him, you know, talking to Fury and then traveling, and he's in um, he's in the Hulk's hiding in Tibet, and Wolverine's in some you know like is low he the life Hulk bar. Or is he Banner? He's the Hulk. So he's just um, always the Hulk. I, I don't know. How's it's he the first to get issue. To Tibet? So. I, I don't know. Hulk. They, they, stupid Hulk? They, is he like Grunty Hulk? They w- w- do you read the Ultimates? No. Okay. Well, then he's the the Hulk in the Ultimates. It's not like Peter David's Hulk or anything like that. It's it's he's he's like more savage Hulk when he's in the Hulk form. Okay. Um, it's like Luke the Hulk. He um, basically Fury points out that they've got a series of incidents that have been reported around the globe that they believe is the Hulk, like an earthquake in Paris and a and a fire in Egypt and like all these kind of things that just quickly get swept under the rug, which he believes to be the Hulk, um, and that they've got word that he's holed up in Tibet, and so Wolverine goes and he's in he's looking for him and he's in some low life bar and he's and he's sitting there and he's drinking and he's looking around and he talks to a guy, and he says, "How come there aren't any girls in this town at all?" And the guy looks at him, and the guy's all kind of bandaged, and he says, I know, speak English. <laughs> and um, a couple pages later, Wolverine's climbing a mountain, similar to the Batman Begins, uh, Bruce Wayne climbing the mountain to, you know, to go train with the ninjas. Um, and he finds this, you know, kind of castle built on top of a mountain, and there's just the Hulk sitting with about, like, 60 women in bikinis around him, <laughs> just like, <laughs> which is kind of funny, because it was the Hulk, the ladies' man. Vaguely entertaining, so. actually. Yeah, so it was actually it was a decent read. It was pretty good. I didn't pick up any extra books. Do you want to know why? Why? 
because I had to go to Jim Hanna's universe. Oh. And if you go to Jim Hanna's universe, you have to go with a map and a compass to find your book. <laughs> and you also have to fight like to get down the aisle. Right, right? so to, like, knock people I only over. could get what I had on my list and not anything extra. My, did you my put, new store did... has this great system. <laughs> they don't even know the jackpot they're getting by you going oh, there now, man. do they? What's it called? What's, it called? What's the store called? House of Secrets Where is it located? Burbank. House of Secrets in Burbank. Yeah, on all. So if you live in LA, go check out House of Secrets. Yeah, in Burbank. they apparently like they have all their new issues sort of on a rack through the middle of the store, and all the new ones have a little cardboard thing under them that says "new," so you can look. Uh, yeah, my out. store, my store does that too. They have a little thing on them that says. Well, that's new. what Haney's does, but you got to find them in between eight. And well, all it's a small they, place. They don't all have yeah. them either. Yeah, but uh, um, did you did you pick up um either Green Lantern or the Flash? I dropped Green Lantern, and I'm so close to dropping the Flash. It's talk about fall from glory. To the Flash you know, is like, terrible, terrible. The Flash terrible. is awful. Who writes it? Joey Cavallari. I don't know who that is, but he sounds he's, like he's, he was. He wrote like in the eighties, right? Yeah. He was like an old name. Yeah. Well, the only reason like I'm not he drives dropping... a Trans Am <laughs> and lives in Jersey. The only reason I'm not <laughs> dropping it yet is because um, he's going to play a part in the crisis. Also, right? just it's they're so close to everything getting rebooted that I feel like I just yeah. hold on till then. If it sucks, I'll drop it. But Green Lantern is just terrible. So I'm it's a shocked. whole other level of terrible that I, the, I had to the, drop it. The Shark Man was it for me. Oh my! It it gets worse this issue. I and it's like oh, I just like uh, no. I, I hey, I like sharks. You we would think like Green Lantern and sharks? I'd be all over that. The guy, the big brain telepath guy just bothers me, and it's just like I, I mean the the miniseries bringing Lantern back was really good. I mean, yeah, it, it was, was like one of the best yep. books of last year of this year, you know, two thousand five. But. Um, he, but they dumped him this, squarely in the Silver Age, and it's just awful. Oh, it's so bad. I don't want to see it's him so, fighting so big shark guys. Well, no, but in this, in this issue, because he didn't buy it, he fights the Black Hand, which it, I wouldn't say Silver Age was a little more um, you know modern than anything because it was a knockdown, dragout fight, um, and Black Black Hand or whatever seems to be a you know pretty standard rogue. Like the thing. Black Panthers, or no, he's he's a guy in a black outfit, yeah. um, <laughs> and he has hands. But, I just think like nothing, nothing they've done in the book has been interesting at all. Like the whole stuff at of the all. military base is boring. All the all the things he hasn't done anything. Well, at the, all. I think there, there's been like maybe like ten percent of interest. I think the the coast city rebuilding and people had being hesitant to move there and and him you know kind That's of settling his roots and, and, and you, I mean that was the, I mean like the part of the reason why I like the Flash is the the Keystone City and Central City Pride and like the there is no you know, city where he's talking about. That's the problem. There's no coast well, city. The, you could well, do like a, yeah, but you he, could do like a, a Katrina. Sort of analogy with it. You could do something. Yeah, you could. Plus, I mean, I think there's a lot of one or two pages an issue, and it's just. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there, and kind of the local aspect. How long are you going to continue to buy it? Forever, I can't stop. Well, I mean, it's <laughs> it's the same it's the same issue with the with with what you're saying about the reboots. I mean, like I don't know. Yeah, but it's not a reboot, though. Aren't they starting over? So you can no, I don't think they're I don't think they're it? renumbering everything. I think they're just they're not renumbering. They're not renumbering. But I mean, I, I mean, it's gonna. I want to see how this gets tied into the greater DC kind it of. It might not, you know. But I just yeah. think you know, it's only been on three or four issues. You don't really need to be that invested in it. Yeah. Did just um? Did go. you pick? Did you pick up the Alex Ross book? Yes. <laughs> what did you think of that? Well, <clears throat> I liked it except this is the same problem with Secret War you talked about last podcast is that it's so infrequent that yep. I don't know. I forgot what have happened before. Yeah, I have no idea what's happening either. It's got the guys who did um Spike Kruger too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, this I mean this is this is now the, I believe I I don't really believe Alex Ross does anything by the way. Mm-hmm. 
because if you look at the credits, it's what is it? It's you know Jim Kruger and Alex Ross' story. So they got on the phone, and Alex Ross was like, "Let's do this," and Jim Kruger actually wrote it, and because he gets the script credit. Kruger's a heck of a Doug, writer. Doug Bra- Doug Braithwaite and Alex Ross doing the art. So I don't know how much is you know Alex Doug Ross versus Braithwaite did the layouts. And Alex Ross painted yeah. over them, but God, um, it, it is so it's, it's well written. Well it's just that it's been so long since the last one. I don't remember what had happened. That's a huge. Yeah. That's I mean that's the that's I would say that is the biggest problem plaguing comics right now. Yeah. There it is. It's out there. When you've got a, yep. a situation like that, you should just wait, stockpile a bunch of books, and then release them regularly. And release it, yeah, yeah. Be patient and get get them all and release it on a regular. Like I would like it a lot more if been like if I could have told you what had happened in issue two, but I couldn't. Yeah, I can't. exactly. It's a it's a it's a good call for trades. I was talking to my my comic shop guy. Your new one comic. or your old one? No, my old one. I'm friends with him, so we we okay. chat more. That's You're the one thing friends? I will miss. You stayed friends. Yeah. Until one of you starts dating, and then. Well, he's got he's got lots other. of other he's got lots of other bitches on the side. <laughs> so uh, no, but we were he's saying that the books that do that he has a huge drop off in sales for. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's course, huge. Yeah. It's a, it's a big big problem, and that that no one's fixing is that yeah. they keep releasing these books, and then you know it goes a little while. I think it was well, we were talking about Pulse because he, mm-hmm. he told me some book. This is the new Pulse or whatever. Because I guess something's turning into what Pulse was. Yeah, yeah, they're they're. Cha- I don't remember what generation it was, but they're M. Changing it. No. no, it might maybe it might be that because that, that's way, like I said I said I dropped pulse because it was it was I didn't know what the hell was going on because it was too like all of a sudden you wouldn't see it for a few months, and that's no good. And I and he was saying though that I mean he said that's happened to lots and lots of books. Yeah, uh, if it's a delay in a regular series that can almost be understood, but that you want to you're gonna have to wait a while to get the next issue out. But if it's a mini series, there's no reason why you can't wait. To schedule mm-hmm. it all in a row. Well, I think. Well, yeah. I was. I was going to say it's a timing thing. Like you want to bring it out at a certain time, but then I thought, what's the difference if you can't finish it? And it's like, well, if it's tied into the overall um, scheme of things, maybe, maybe Secret Wars. I don't know, but Justice is an out of continuity story about the Justice League that can come out at any time. Why not wait until they're all done, or four out of five are done, and then release start releasing? Right, or or even if it's in continuity, like Secret War was supposed to be. <laughs> Um, just wait until they're all done and coordinate the stories around them finishing. You know, or, or don't you know? Don't put all your eggs in some Italian painter who who takes you know who told you he could do it in such a amount of time and didn't follow through on it. You know, like it doesn't it does it doesn't it doesn't seem like good business. You know, in that regard. So there's a man named Giuseppe right now crying. <laughs> yeah, I know. Gab- Gabriel, I think his name is Gabriel Del Otto or whatever. Um, so that's true. Yeah. So I don't know. Hey, Ron, did we get any good uh, listener mail this, this time? Yes, we did. We actually we got an email from uh, Matthew in the UK. Um, We're who, huge in the UK, by the way. Yeah, apparently, the majority of our listener mail comes from. By the way, place, huge so. for us equals four. <laughs> um, Matthew was asking if we could recommend some good indie comics for him to read. Um, he re- he currently picks up Marvel and DC, but would also read some good indie comics. That he's not sure what to get. Well, I think we all are agreed on the first thing that should be, which is Kirkman. Kirkman, Kirkman. Invincible. Invincible by Image Comics. That is, um, that is, that is. I mean, like that's that's a beautiful transition book. Like if you kind of were like, God, I wish, I remember, I remember superhero comics used to be fun. Why, why were they fun? What was it I enjoyed about them? And, and then that'll that's that'll show answer. you right there. That'll answer the question. Oh. Yeah. Well, it was, it, it was. I mean, I found it tough because I was because he didn't really kind of say what what kind of books he likes, right. other than just Marvel and DC. And like with indie books, the great thing about indie books is that you know. You could be into superhero stuff and stuff like Invincible and and uh, you know and, and Savage Dragon and whatever other stuff is out there. 
Um, but then there's also, you know, like the relationship books and the crime books and the, you know, and the drama books and stuff like that. So it's kind of hard to pin down exactly where in the indie comics world I you can point somebody. I can't think of any – I mean that's like saying like show me an independent movie I like. It's like, well, what genre right. do you want? I can't right, exactly. think of any ongoing indie series that I'm, in, that I'm buying right now. I haven't seen Queen and Country in a while. Queen and Country I, I, feel, I feel like it's gone. I do too. Because the last Rucka, thing we had was that miniseries by Anthony Johnston. Before right. that, I couldn't tell you the last time we had a Greg Rucka issue. Yeah. yeah. So maybe he's on a hiatus or whatever. But well, again, it, now that we have trades, you know. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, it, whether it's an ongoing or not doesn't really matter. I mean, like I, I know previously, and um, I've I've um, recommended, and Josh doesn't really agree, but you know, pretty, you know, the recent Brian Wood stuff has been great. The demo and um, the new series uh, by uh, Oni um, called Local, which are just kind of you know self-contained stories that are um, that have a kind of some sometimes like a realistic superhero kind of twist to it. Queen of um, Country was the only indie book that I was buying regularly in single issues. Everything else I buy that's not DC or Marvel, I buy in trade paperback. I would say yeah. check out uh, Love Fights. Yeah. Love Fights uh, is it? Love Fights was a great was a great twist between relationship comics and superhero stuff. Yeah. It was kind of it was different. It was kind of, yeah, it was different. I mean, it was it was almost like a um, like an indie approach to Astro City. I read the first couple. I liked it. I just ended up missing a few in a row, and then felt like yeah. that was it. Um, yep. let's see. I'm looking at my shelf. Ironically, I, I missed them because of a girl. <laughs> you want a good relationship book uh, that I know comes out in trades? Is I don't know how easy it is to find. There's a book called Stylish Vittles that I picked up yep. a couple years ago at, at uh, San Diego, which is... Great guy who does it. He's, he was really nice. Yeah, it's just, it just a, you know, it's like really interesting, like, met a girl, this is what happens. Uh, it's not super sickly sweet. It's kind of realistic. It's enjoyable. Uh, you want you want indie? I mean, anything that Bendis did with Image before he became the biggest star in the world? Torso, yeah, torso, J- Jinx, Jinx, Jinx torso, um, Goldfish, Goldfish, uh, Fire. Torso was great. Torso was like my favorite his, one. Historical crime um, book that was great. I actually had really a chance good. to talk to him about that once. It's mostly based on his research. So it's mostly based on, except for the yeah, main yeah. characters that are not Elliot. Everybody's not Elliot Ness. They're mostly based on fact. Yeah. Or there's research. the granddaddy of, of giant indie books. Uh, well, there's, there's, there's Cerebus. Oh, Cerebus. Uh, Cerebus. You know, and I, I've still yet to read a single issue, and I, every year I, I put Cerebus Volume 1 on my Christmas list, and no one buys it. I have, I have Volume 1, that's it, and I enjoy it. I have it, Volume but, 1 also, yes. But I'm yeah. so scared to go further. Um, yeah. Um, you know, you, know uh, you need to build a bookshelf t- if you go further. Yeah. <laughs> it's well, true. And take out um, in terms of in terms of like granddaddy stuff, um, the Bone from Bone. Jeff Smith, which is that that great complete Bone, um, the whole series in one book was just an awesome. I read pickup. it it's in a few weeks. Awesome probably. read. It was, fan- you got, it was yeah. fantastic. You, you guys really it. like Stray Bullets, right? I love Stray Bullets. I, I loved I don't it from anymore. The, yeah. I tried for oh, a while, like and it was. Like I kind of one same thing. I I could not tell what was going on. In your I, th- I think if you I think if you were buying stray bullets in the trade or they they do great oversized hardcovers at El Capitan. Yeah. Um, but if you if you picked up stray bullets in the trade format, you would enjoy it more than the single See, issue because because unf- they- there's such a gap in between issues. David yeah. Lapham yeah. is currently writing Detective Comics. Yep, and and he's good? and he he just did he just did Punisher, Daredevil, and for Marvel. He makes so. me want to set every issue on fire. <laughs> uh-huh. I want to. It makes me want to go nowhere near Straight Bullet. There's also that um, horror book that I that I picked as a pick of a week a couple of months ago, um, Dead at Seventeen mm-hmm. by Viper Press, mm-hmm. which um, had a little more of an animation kind of look and feel to the art. But it was actually, and I don't typically go for horror stuff, um, but it was it was a it was an, it was an, it was a fun book. It was a good read. I would I recommend a book that I don't think either of you guys have, which is Persepolis. 
Oh, I've looked oh, into yeah, that a couple yeah. of times. I have, I have yeah. the, both. There's been Persepolis and Persepolis Two. It's about a, it's an autobiography about uh, a young girl living in a, Iran, and it's, uh, yeah. it's really good, really, really good. Interesting. So there's lots out there. Yeah. So there's lot. Yeah. So so Matthew, if you have more specific genre tastes, email us again, um, and we can point you in a good direction. If anybody else see. has any yeah. questions or comments or funny commentary or anything, or if you have other suggestions, yeah, you can e- you can email us at contact at ifanboy.com. And um, it's actually, this is a good segue. Um, I said how Cerebus is always on my Christmas list and no one ever gets it for me. So Christmas is in a couple of days. So Connor, Josh, what did you guys ask Santa or Hanukkah Harry for Christmas? Socks! Um, <laughs> um, if you had to pick one thing from the comic book world, um, what did you ask for? I asked for a whole new set of writers in the Batman books. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast. It's almost uniformly <laughs> terrible, and uh, it's oh. such a depressing letdown from the the like five year span where everybody was really good on them. The whole the yeah. time when Rucka and Ed Brubaker are on the oh. books and all the side well, books are really s- good writers. There's not a single good book that they're putting out now across the line. It's it's terrible. I even well, dropped say- Catwoman because it was so bad. Well, they say everything is cyclical, so it sounds like you're gonna have bad writers for a couple of years before oh, you get good ones again. It's, it's been it's about a year, hasn't it? Painful. Uh. It's painful. That's what I asked for. Do, do you see yourself ever dropping Batman? No. See, here it's it's. I you, did. Batman's your X Men. I don't no have way. any books like that. That's because you don't. You know really what? That's not true. <laughs> what what book is is your Batman? It's it's not really my Batman, but I can't stop buying it, even though I haven't liked it forever. Is a uh, hundred bullets. I've I've been reading it since the beginning, and I that's really going to end though eventually. Yeah, really yeah, like it. I know, but like it's yeah. it's it's so. Incomprehensible at this. I, I really feel it right now like Brian Azzarello is going to come and kill me. <laughs> I talk like this because I badmouthed his Hellblazer. Yeah. I mean, stylistically, it's still great. The art's still beautiful. I have no idea who the fuck anyone is, what's going on, anything. I, I and I don't want to read it anymore. But I'm like, this last one was number sixty-seven. I mean, I've been reading it since the beginning. Is it going a hundred issues? Is that what it's doing? I thought that was the original plan. You got a long way to go, man. Yeah, I didn't. So, I don't think I asked for any. Maybe you know what? Maybe I did. I I need. Uh, I'm a couple issues back. A couple books back on the Invincible trades. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't have the newest Walking Dead. Um, I just said one thing, Josh. Tricked. So if we can narrow it down. One thing. I need <laughs> one thing. I need. Think you want the most. Tricked. He tricked. Oh, you know what? The tricked. Other, one other thing is that I'm <laughs> trying to fill up my Sandman library. I have I have the first five. I need the, the last five. You're really having a hard time with this. Pick one thing. <laughs> Look, I keep. What are you gonna do? Take it back? There's nothing you can do. <laughs> All right, Ron. What's your Christmas wish? Um, my Christmas wish actually isn't a comic book at all, but the um, Sin City Directors Cut DVD um, that just came out, I think, this week because I held off from buying it when it came out because I knew that they'd put out a, a, a deeper DVD. Um, is that so the one that is, is that out now? Yeah, it's out. It came out, I think, last week. Yeah, but that that one's actually longer, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's got a whole bunch of different, a whole bunch of different cuts, and it's got a whole bunch of different, you know, behind. It's I think it's like two, two or three discs or something like that. It's pretty meaty. So, um, supposedly that this is that that's the version of Sin City to buy, not the one that was released a couple months ago. Mm. So, so we'll see if anybody gets it for me. I doubt anybody will. So I'll probably buy. Well, it is a little late. God, where are you going to pull out that fifteen bucks from? <laughs> oh, well, God, I, if um, no one buys well, it, you're sunk until next year. You can run <laughs> to the store and buy with Fantastic Four. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you should go and get every 
you should I think on the 26th you should go and try to buy every single comic book related movie you don't have and always want it. Punisher. And and bring them That's up a good to idea. The, bring them up to the desk and be like, yeah. "Hey." And you get like hey. the Daredevil recut one and you get yeah. Electra. <laughs> I need to get um I was watching Hellboy last. The Hellboy was on Stars again last night. I was watching that. that. I was like, "No, I saw I want to get the director's cut one and I haven't gotten that. Yeah, I don't have that There's one." You know what? I'm making that. a prediction for Christmas 2006. Is we're going to be yeah. having this discussion but Ron will be mentioning the DVD of Ghost Rider. Oh, no, no, no. I could draw the line there. It'd be like uh, I really that... need Fantastic Four 2. And... <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, man. Let it go. So if you if you haven't been check out ifanboy.com there's a post where um uh they they've released a little tease of what Ghost Rider looks like and it and I could probably sum it up in one word. <laughs> it's it's like a Lucas Arts game for the PC oh, from yeah. 1987. It totally is. That's, I mean that it can't was be the finished special effects. You know what though? I just don't release it. Yeah. If the, if your yeah. effects aren't finished, don't release them. If you've got to finish one shot, put a team on it. Yeah. They're gonna really like. I always hate that excuse. Like, well, the trailer's out and the effects aren't done. Well, then you shouldn't have shown it because what well, you did, like the, the, the effects on the main character should be pretty freaking close when you exactly. release it. Exactly. I mean, yeah. even if if you you know you're watching the trailer for King Kong, the monkey better look good because if right, it doesn't yep. look good in the trailer, you have no excuses. Yep. Damn, I can agree. I can agree with that. I'm the spirit of vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but 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 uh, you know there's some discussion going on the site questioning whether Ghost Rider is a, was a good book or not. I stand by like I enjoyed the Johnny Blaze in the in the late eighties. I don't think I ever Dan read Ghost, I don't Rider. Think so either. Ghost Rider book. It was good. It's it, there was it has some good stories. Admittedly, it got bad towards the middle of the nineties, and it hasn't been good ever since. But um, um, and unfortunately, Garth Ennis's current take on it um, through Marvel is just awful. What happened to him? Uh, I don't. We talk about yeah. Talk about falling stars from the comics world. Garth Ennis. Here's what. Here's my take. Because that's what I give you. I give you my take. All right. He had his big, bright, shining moment for a while. Like he, he was working on Hellblazer. He was the man in doing stuff, the... uh, and it was really good. And they said, "You want your own book?" And he said, "I have a great idea for a book." And he was like, "Pow!" And then what happened was they said, "You can now do anything you want to." And he went, "All right." And he did his war stories. Which Those were, were really awesome. good. Yeah. The war stories were good. The cowboy stuff he did was good. The the Adventures in the Rifle Brigade, which is like his comedic World War II British Army book, yeah, that was, was fantastic. But then they give him books that, that like, he's like, well, did you want to work on Ghost Rider? He's like, sure. And, I mean, he just phones it in, I think. And I think he's yeah. phoning in the Punisher now because it's easy for him. And he thinks, you know, what the hell, I'll make some stuff explode and whatever. But there isn't anything behind it. I, I don't know. I He just doesn't. I think that he blew his big wad doing the the preacher, and then he did the stuff that he really loves, but nobody reads it. So by the time you get to the stuff that people will buy and read, it's not very good because he's not really into it. God, worse. If um, if anybody wants to look into Garth Ennis, if if you look him up in Wikipedia, there is a very funny picture of him. Is it real? Um, he's got like long hair, which if you've seen Garth Ennis in the past ten years, you know he doesn't wear long hair now, and so it's kind of it's 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 pretty amusing. I mean. I don't know. I, I he preacher was <laughs> that is preacher was yeah. You just saw it. You just <laughs> preacher was so good, and Hitman was supposed to be oh, really good. That was a bad excellent. Movie. They never yeah. finished the trades of those. And um, which is uh, which is if anybody knows anybody who's related to a cousin, and I'm not going to presume somebody from DC is listening. But come on, they got to finish the Hitman trades. They were they were excellent. They took place in Gotham too, Connor. It's sort of like a Batman. Yeah. Book. It was a Batman book, wasn't it? Sort of. No. Yeah. Yeah, it was it in was. Gotham. Just because it's in Gotham doesn't make it a Batman book. It was a Batman book. <laughs> Accept it. <laughs> the Batman. 
<laughs> um, and he also did. Did, you, did either of you guys read the pro from Image that one shot yeah, he did, did with that Amanda Connor? Right. That was awesome. I yeah, love that. That was really good. That was more that shock was, book. Yeah, that was fun though. It was a fun. Hitman. I remember like they had all these hilarious. Like he he got really really smart about like like there was villains and there was like the defenestrator and what he would do would be to throw you through a window. <laughs> like that was his that was his thing. Like he carried around a big window pane and he would pick you up and throw it throw you through it. He That's was the defenestrator. Funny. And then there was uh, something gigante Hugo or Jaime gigante and he would basically uh, anally rape everyone. What that was his thing? And there was this big shot of him like it was like a full page thing and he'd be like oh excelente. And he was all sweaty and gross, and like I mean, that oh that was God. like pushing the envelope in a way that no one does anymore. Yeah. yeah. Hey, his, his, that first run, that first run on Punisher was awesome. Yeah, that's was, true. Yeah, that was. It was and that made up you know? a lot of the movie. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like which the I have yet, to, I've yet, I've yet to see the movie. Didn't he write Constantine? The oh, movie? and it was good. Too. It was real good. He wrote it. I haven't did he read. Yeah, he movie? did write the movie. Oh yeah. yes. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> oh, 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 IMDb. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. He did write it. And, uh, yeah, he did. Really? Yep. Yeah, I remember thinking of the writing thing, credits. Going, hey, whoa. Jamie Delano and Garth Ennis. Jamie yep. Delano. He was, he had the, he, he had Well, no, 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 he got, no, he didn't write the screenplay. He got credit for the store, for the comic book and the story, and then Kevin Brodbin wrote the score story, and then Kevin Brodbin and Frank Capello wrote the screenplay. Oh. What that so, means yeah. is that, because what it was is it was, um. The the cancer thing in that movie was was Garth Ennis' storyline, and that's why he got credit for it, uh, because that's from the Dangerous Habits uh, story. Well, didn't they totally cancer. screw that at the end? I didn't see the end. That's what I read. Kinda. They went the opposite. It way wasn't to the same ending. Yeah. There was. I, I don't, that was. A, it was. A, it was a good movie. Boo. I mean, why did they do that? It had so much against going against it that it turned out much better than it had any right to. It's like Fantastic Four. And it, Ennis also got a writing credit on the Punisher movie because. Well, that was a lot. Of, a lot of it was Ennis' yeah. stuff. Yeah. Yep. Tons of it. Spa- Spacker Dave, Dave and all that. Uh, the whole house. The now whole... the angel, by the way. All right. Well, it's about that time to wish all of our listeners a uh, uh, happy holidays. It's so that time. Say what I want for Christmas is new legs. <laughs> you walked one day. Uh, the subways are back. I walked 14 your... miles. <laughs> you didn't walk 14 miles, yeah, did seven you? Seven there, seven back. What, are you going to pop? You don't know that for sure. I, I Googled it. <laughs> God, I love the web. Uh, so good. This morning I woke up, I thought somebody hit me in the leg with a pipe. <laughs> 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 fell down that, out of bed. That's when I tried not to a sign of how bad that was, but maybe maybe you needed a little... <laughs> when you fell out of bed, did you take like half your room with you? I nearly fell out of bed. So we wish everybody a happy holidays and wherever you were spending it. Hope you're listening to the podcast and laughing on your new iPod that you got for Christmas. <laughs> Does that mean so. we have to have a video version soon? Yes. <laughs> because... Uh, I don't think anyone wants a video version of this. Hey, you know what? I bet we'd be better looking than the CBR podcast. <laughs> All right, well, Merry Christmas. Why can't you look at them? Because you yelled at me I lo- I, when I opened it too soon. Yeah, you opened it. I don't want you to open it. I want you to look to see if it's mine. <laughs> I don't want to get yelled at by you all the time. <laughs> don't open it. <laughs> <laughs>